0: the Sustainable Transitions podcast, a podcast series where we explore our transition to a low-carbon society, the communities that lead the way and the people who support them, I'm your host, Stephanie Lindbecker. Today's guest is Dr Bernd Hazel, creative scientist at the Climate Media Factory, a company in Potsdam which focuses on creating scientific entertainment media and climate services. He is also a senior scientist at the Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research and holds a PhD from Heidelberg University in quantum theory. Welcome Bernd.
1: Thanks so much, Stephanie happy to be here.
0: So let's dive right in. What is Climate Media Factory?
1: Climate Media Factory is a small company. Well, it's actually a great company, I think. And we are trying to make climate change understandable and relevant to people. So one thing we do is to try to ease the translation barrier between scientists and non-scientists. But we also transport messages that are not scientific results only. And what
0: are the of Climate Media Factory?
1: Well, the goals from the beginning were to find the right formats, mostly audiovisual formats, to transport uh, findings of climate change science. Well, also its causes, consequences and possible solutions, which is possibly the most challenging one. We are trying to question the normal Because I think to have a transformation to low-carbon societies, that's one of the first things you should do. And then we try to tell science-based stories, emotional stories and entertaining ones that make alternative futures plausible and desirable. So it's making sense of climate data and climate results and then storytelling.
0: How did the Climate Media Factory get started?
1: Uh, That was actually money from the government. The Climate Media Factory originates in a project between the Potsdam Institute for Climate Impact Research and the Film University Babelsberg. So we had two years of money to experiment with formats, non-fictional but also fictional formats, to try to make the climate change issue more communicable or entertaining. And that was cool because we tried to go into very different directions and then we had the money to just do things and then say oh that's not it but then we found things that were really good and that's how we then started a the company so the first things that we did for money were animated videos that explained things that made things entertaining that tried to, to expose people to topics they would not hear about Possibly because they are a target group that does not hear about science results or climate change in, in general.
0: Benefit that money from the German government? Yes, you? it yeah. was. And what is unique about Climate Media Factory compared to your competitors?
1: Well, thanks for that question because we <laughs> We're really proud about how we do things because it's not that we're just... Well, it's a process innovation in a way. So we tackle the challenges in climate change communication by a media creation process that it involves both the scientists in, in a way and the media experts and all people that create media. And we're not putting... Concepts from one to the other and back. So there is no back and forth, but it's an integrated process. So everybody sits at the same table, and the ideation from the start is with both or at least two people that have very different backgrounds from the start.
0: Um, What is your role at Climate Media Factory? As
1: you stated, my official title is Creative Scientist, so I have a background in physics and then. I did some movie making. So I think what we started from was that these formats that we had in the media were either not compelling, not entertaining, or they were just wrong. So we tried to do both entertaining and right. So the science base is what I'm mostly responsible for if we do things and we have to really make it very simple and cut it down to a lot less than what a scientist would tell you about a result. It has to still be correct in the sense that also the priorization of what you say is the right one. And that's what I'm responsible for in ideation.
0: Do you find it difficult dealing with the scientists often want to say too much? Is well, it just too technical?
1: It would be very difficult if I would talk about Rydberg atoms and like quantum physics because that was my realm and I did a PhD in it and I did that for years but since I'm a little bit external to climate science in a lot of ways then it's not as difficult because you can see from the outside a lot better what's the most important result and then you just tell people look if you want to do a three minute video that's one page of text and you can't say all of that and then we want to have pauses for the people to think about so please cut your text down and they can't do it most Please, so I have to do it then or if I'm my colleague we do it t- together then. So I don't think it's difficult. It's a lot of work though because you have to understand all the basics you don't communicate at the end to understand what's the most important thing to communicate.
0: So could you then walk me through the process of how you create your content?
1: Well, that's very much dependent on what we do and the customer and the audience we want to target so mostly it's about understanding first in the sense well in case somebody wants to give us money for it then we understand the customer's problem in communication or what the result the customer wants to convey the message that should be talked about and then if that is known mostly the customer did not even have thought about messages and then we try to understand the backgrounds and the whole topic and the context how communication works in that topic and we understand the demands of the audience sometimes we actually try to define the audience a customer wants to reach because often customers just want to talk about results often we have very scientific customers and then this is what came out people have to know about it but who so that's the first step we talk about who you want to convey messages to and then we start from there what the format would be that is most advantages to do this and then we talk to the customer again if this is good or if they think that something else is needed and only then and that's very specific in a way we Assemble a team that's going to do the media work, so that's going to produce things. So we do it in-house in a way, but have a lot of different people that are not paid all the time that we just try to motivate to do that project with us. And often people want to do things because obviously we have the most interesting customers <laughs> of all.
0: Um, so you mentioned scientists, who else do you typically work with via your content?
1: Well it's a lot of government actually so for example we do web applications that make it possible for non-scientists and non-modellers to explore the outcomes and the results of big models so for example we did that for the belgian government and they introduced this web application which was a little bit gamey web application into schools and wwf then helped with some teaching material and then we had teaching of multipliers and that's really successful a big portion of belgian pupils actually have seen this that's cool We have non-for-profit organizations, we have obviously scientific institutions, we sometimes also have private companies, and we actually are interested in having more of those, but only of course if the communication idea they have is in a sense compatible with what we think.
0: Interesting. And could you give me a few examples of the type of content you produce?
1: Yeah, the thing we started off with, which was not there when we started years ago, and which worked obviously very well, was animated short films that explain some specific topic to a specific audience. And so we have very different audiences, and it's everybody, which is very difficult. So it was the first movie we made was about the earth having Facebook profile talking about humankind with Mars so that there was for digital natives that did not hear about the climate change challenge at the time but we also have on the very other end of that range scientists to scientist communication where somebody came up to me and said look i have a result which is quite changing the area but nobody understands it so even when i go to meetings the big shots wouldn't grasp what we found out and then we tried to find ways of transporting this mathematical framework it was very cool because i had to understand this and i'm very interested in mathematics, obviously, to scientists. So it was a scientist-to-scientist animated movie. I thought it, it's going to have, I don't know, some thousand clicks on YouTube, but it kind of went through, I don't know how many it has now, but it obviously also compelled to other people than scientists.
0: So it was an animated <clears> movie <throat> and
1: a mathematical framework. Well, about a mathematical explanation of Rossby Wave. So that's animated videos, but we do what I said, these web applications that enable people to explore scientific data in a way so one example is EU Calculator which is not ready already but you have talked about it I saw we with...
0: talked about it briefly before and I'm, I'm trying to bug the issue the coming on again once uh, it's done, yeah. because it's such a cool project it's cool it's actually
1: <laughs> very impactful potentially yeah. so it's about how to decarbonize the European society until 2050 and you have levers of things that are very important to do that and you can explore the pathway for the future so it's, it's quite cool and then we also do some where well, we have d- we've done documentaries and we have done climate change communication consulting obviously which is part of any project we do but we also do some educative formats so I was involved in a World Bank MOOC and we do some material for schools and stuff like this so everything that's uh, impactful in, in terms of transition in a way
0: What was your favourite project and why? Uh,
1: no, that's very difficult to say well I talked about Earthbook that was cool because I, when I show this movie I always get this laughs at The right spot, and we thought about it without having any customer and any money, so we just did it. And then afterwards, the government actually paid us for it because it was part of the science here. And so that's cool because it was so funny to invent this, but then there is not a lot of content, it's just actually there's not really content in there. It's about the, the ideas for then people, after having seen it, to Google things. So it's a tangential learning approach in a way. So I like that one. But doing animated videos, it's often sitting in the office. So getting out there is good. We did documentary in, in the Philippines and in India, so that was cool. And what we did for the Science Year 2015 was City of the Future. And I like that very much because I had this idea of using elements of street art to reinterpret urban space they, they asked us to get a specific age group involved in this science year 2015 they always have the old after 30 people and they have young people because they have some events but in between they didn't have so we tried to do this street art stuff and we had great artists and then this was very small episodes about asking questions so we didn't provide answers I think that was cool so I think I've seen that one I have to check
0: that one out where is it available
1: well, on the website. And I, I think what I most like, in a way, Human Power, which is an animated movie that we did for German advisory board for Global Change, WBGU. And they wanted us to explain the concept of planetary guardrails, which is a very German sounding concept in a way. And it was difficult to explain. And then we had a very extensive talk about how the metaphors could be and at the end it was important to first explain the concept of the Anthropocene and it was so so cool to do this we had then at the end 40 seconds explaining the Anthropocene and it's on spot I think that's the strong thing about the movie is the the beginning so I like that very much if we would have that quality all the time I would be very happy and we strive for it of course
0: What is Climate media's Factory's plans for the future? Well
1: I think what we do is that good that people actually come and ask us to do things. So we don't ask people if they give us money, it's always the other way around, but we should turn this around because then we would be able to decide a little bit more about the project content and the format even more than we can do now. And I think the best products we have are those that have been produced in the biggest freedom. So people came up to us and said, look, you have money, do something. And then we did something great. So as the closer The customer wants to decide upon artistic stuff and also about formulations, the less innovative, the less artists the less convincing the less entertaining things get or things become so turning this around and saying I want to do that and then getting money for it who's going to pay for this that's what I would like to do be a factory. that would also mean and that's very difficult to get money for that doing some educative stuff which is entertaining so education in schools actually which is in a way very conservative at the moment and or non-innovative I'm, I know that there is a lot of innovations going on but not in the broad sense not for everybody and would love. love to do some like this, but then that's a challenge to get the money for.
0: So what do is the role of climate media factory in the of war against climate change?
1: I must say I don't like the framing of this being a war because I understand the challenge is possibly as bigger than resurrecting a society after a world war. I assume this is where it comes from. But it's not a war in a way and I don't possibly the climate media Factory role could be to, to reframe this perception and to make the great transformation an opportunity and to challenge the normal and challenge old paradigms which includes that everything has to grow or that that everybody Takes the plane because, or just things that everybody does, and it's so normal and challenging this, which is very effectful with young people, especially. So, I would like to reframe this as an opportunity to be inventors of new ways of coexisting, like also with another, but also with the planet.
0: Why do you think communicating science in this way is important?
1: Because I think if this element is missing, we're not fast enough. Fair
0: enough. A lot of
1: people also always talk about these windows that are closing in time, which is obviously not true, because then things just are going to be different then. But if you want to be within 1.5 degrees, we are really in a hurry. So that's what climate communication could be an accelerator to.
0: Where should listeners go if they're interested in learning more about Climate Media Factory?
1: Well, there is a lot of stuff on our website. I don't like it very much and I don't want people to wait until we have a new one, so just go to (laughs) climatemedia.com, I think, or climatemedia.de. It doesn't doesn't matter,
0: actually. post it on the web page so that if they are looking for it, they can just click it as well. So thank you very much for the interesting discussion and thank thank you you for listening. And if you would like more information on the content of this podcast or sustainability transitions in general, visit the Sustainability Transitions blog at sustainabletransitionsblog.com. Thank you.